0: Welcome to the Tea on with Tea, where I talk about murder mysteries. This is for all my people out there looking for a little tea on unsolved crimes. So let's get into it. Today we are talking about the Tea on Lizzie Borden. In the night of 1892, policemen stormed into the Borden home, where they found the unrecognizable bodies of Andrew Borden and his wife Abby dead. Andrew had been axed to death in his face 29 times and Abby 19 times, which was shocking for this quaint small town. This would end up being a nationwide conflict and a shock to this town because the murderer was someone they see as a prominent member of the community, his own daughter. So let's really get into Andrew Borden. He was one of the most elite people in the town. Their family lived on the hill, which was a nice, quaint area. But it's where all the rich people live. Like, we have Sandy Springs or we have Roswell in Georgia as an example. This family was an upstanding family community. Her dad had invested into a lot of businesses, owned a lot of properties. The family was also Catholic, which was seen as a common religion among the wealthy in the area. The family was very involved in the church, very well-known, like I said, in the community. Lizzie, which is the daughter of Andrew Borden, who was found to be a member of many Christian organizations such as the WCTU, and she also taught Sunday school and was a member of the Ladies' Fruit and Flower Mission. The reason I want to bring highlight to the family's background and religion is because The reason it was so shocking is because this family wasn't seen as a family with animosity in it. This family was seen as a loving family to the community. And the town was just really shook that this man that was so important to us was killed. And the crazy part was the number one suspect in this whole murder was the daughter that they all adored. Everyone adored Lizzie. Lizzie was seen as... A beautiful girl. She had lots of friends. She was involved in the church. There wasn't anything that the town knew that was going on with the family. So let's talk about the timing of the murders. So around 9 a.m. is when it's believed that Abby had been axed to the face to death. And around 11 a.m., not even an hour and a half early later, Andrew was found axed to death. Lizzie's first instinct to do when she found her dad was to call her maid from upstairs, Bridget. Bridget comes downstairs, sees the murders. Lizzie sends Bridget across the street to go get the Catholic doctor across the street. Here's where the first discrepancy happens because why wouldn't you send your maid to call the police first but on to that in a minute lizzie sends bridget the maid to get the catholic doctor the catholic doctor isn't home so lizzie sends the maid to a family friend down the street now this is also going to be a problem but i'll get into that later when i get into the reasons why people think lizzie murdered her father The murders occurred in the middle of the day, and there are no eyewitness accounts of anything happening at the time. Another thing I would like to mention is that the family all lived together. So Emma, her sister, Bridget the maid, Abby, and Lizzie all lived in this house together. The reason that Lizzie came up as the number one suspect is because Bridget had alibi. Emma was away with some friends. And a family friend was there as well, but he was also away with relatives. So the only people in the house at the time of this murder, and the reason we know they were in the house because they said they were in the house, that's first, and there's no eyewitness accounts that they left the house that day or came back to the house or any just movement in the house that day outside of the house, other than when Andrew left to deliver some letters for Lizzie around the time that Abby was being murdered. Now, like I said, no one saw anything really, and this is where I'm going to get into why people think Lizzie is guilty of the murder of her family. So, to give you a little background of the family conflict, Lizzie's mother died, when she was very young and then her stepmother Abby came into her life and Lizzie and Abby got along at first but apparently allegedly Lizzie and Abby had a lot of arguments which caused Lizzie to have a kind of a vendetta against her she everywhere she would go people would account to her saying mean things about her stepmother like she was old and mean and all kinds of insults against this lady. And it is also noticed that Lizzie made sure people knew that her stepmother was not her mother. This was something that she always repeated to everybody in the town. That her stepmother was not her mother and that she really didn't want anything to do with them. And the reason for this is Lizzie and Emma felt like their dad was supporting her stepmother's family more than he was really supporting them. For example, some land that her dad had promised to Lizzie, he gave to the stepmother's sister. Which was kind of messed up, but this really affected Lizzie and Emma and made them really mad. Another thing that also popped up was that the house was robbed at one point, And the family suspected Lizzie because she was shoplifting in the town one day. And that was also messed up because they left the doors. Before this robbery happened, they used to leave the doors unlocked. So anybody who really wanted to rob them could get in and out and who really studied their patterns. And to be noted, before the murders happened, Lizzie and Emma actually went away from her family for a while to visit friends to get away from her parents for a while. And when she got back, she didn't even go straight home. She went to a, like what we would consider a hotel nowadays, like a B&B. She went there and stayed a few nights before she went home. So the family was really at edges with each other at the time. So it wasn't like it was a happy household at the time. And Lizzie was really... It was noted that Lizzie really had a vendetta and a hatred towards her stepmother. And developed a hatred towards her dad as well. Now let's get into some of the reasons that people think Lizzie killed her father and her stepmother. So, first, let's talk about, like I said, Emma was away with friends and Morse was away with his relatives at the time. So, like I said, Lizzie, Abby, Bridget, and Andrew were in the house. Abby was believed to be murdered around 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. This, around this time, this is when Bridget was seen outside washing clothes and doing her maid stuff. Lizzie was nowhere to be found at this time, but it was said that Lizzie and her stepmother were seen together that day, in the morning. Lizzie then goes to her step, because apparently she didn't know at this time that her stepmother was, mur- was murdered. She goes to her father and she tells her that her stepmother received a message that she needed to go see some family and that her stepmother had left the house. This is when her dad goes to take a nap and not even an hour and a half later after Abby was murdered, we find out that the father was murdered around 11.30 a.m. 11 a.m., 11.30 a.m. During his nap. And around this time, people see Bridget go into the house and apparently, allegedly, we don't know for sure, Bridget went to go take a nap as well. So that's... The first suspicious thing that I would like to point out is that Lizzie didn't really know if her stepmother was summoned to leave. She later says in court that she believed her stepmother left, but she also said to her dad that her stepmother got a message to leave. So if you didn't know if she left or not, why would you lie to your father about whether she left or not? Is it because you murdered your stepmother upstairs and you don't want your dad to go upstairs to check on her? You know, just suspicious things. Another reason Lizzie was believed to have murdered her stepfather, I mean her father, is that another reason it's believed that Lizzie had murdered her father is because it was clearly a crime of passion. The person that murdered these people clearly knew them and you could tell by the 19 and 29 hacks to the face and also this woman didn't have an alibi to where she was at the time and her alibi was when her dad was murdered she was upstairs and when her stepmother was murdered she was downstairs and it's really suspicious that she says she doesn't she didn't hear anything but when someone cracks a skull it makes a very loud distinct sound it's not a quiet sound it makes a very ugly sound So for Lizzie to say that she didn't hear that, it's suspicious. Like, you didn't hear anything. You didn't say you were taking a nap, which means you were wide awake, and you didn't hear any of these murders occur in your house between 9 and 11 o'clock. Another reason people believe she murdered her parents. But the day before is something I also want to point out. is because Lizzie was seen trying to buy a poison, What's significant about this information is that the day before Lizzie tried to buy the poison, her mom, her stepmother, and her dad went to the doctor to get analyzed. And it came out that they were being poisoned. And then the next day, Lizzie is seen trying to buy poison that she can't get. And then the next day, her, step- her stepmother and father are murdered. So if you think about the chronology of those events... It makes you think, was Lizzie trying to kill her parents over a period of time with the poison? And she couldn't buy the poison anymore? So they got axed to death? I don't know. Just think about it. And. Another reason. People think Lizzie murdered her parents. Is because. She did send the maid to a doctor and a friend, but she didn't call the police first. And also, if the doctor wasn't home, there was other two other doctors in her vicinity around her home. An Irish doctor next door and a French-Canadian doctor across the street. So, she had doctors that she could have had on call. She could have went to go to those doctors because it's a neighborhood where people know each other. Also, after the murders occurred, her sister... Emma came back in town, obviously, for the funeral and saw Lizzie burning a dress, a blue corduroy dress. There's speculation that's the dress that she murdered her parents in. But Lizzie said it was just old paint on the dress. And like I like I want to state that this case was hearsay. He say, she say. It wasn't really any to the core, 100 percent evidence on this case at all so it wasn't really anything people could do other than "Mm, she could have did it but there's no evidence against her to say that she 100% did this other than the obvious evidence that said she probably did it the murder weapon in this case was never found so they never and even if it was found if you think about it would they have really been able to tell that Lizzie did it if she had wiped it off really good what intrigues me about this case is the gender stereotype in it that people didn't believe Lizzie did it because she was a woman and a woman can't commit this type of murder because back then that was the type of mindset people had like Lizzie wasn't a big girl. She was dainty. She was small. So she wasn't seen as a threat to anyone. So the idea of her murdering her family was very... Dare I say, funny to these people. Like, why would she do it? Although there were a lot of people who believed she did it, there were more people who believed, yeah, not likely. This is a rich, prominent girl who probably got their house broken into and was murdered. But here's the thing about the theory on the fact that somebody broke in. If someone broke in, wouldn't they have robbed? Maybe they would have raped. I wouldn't wish for that on anybody, but they would have done things that Usually happened during a robbery, and if it was a robbery gone wrong, there would have been characteristics that showed that hey, there's a reason these people got murdered. It was because they were struggling to fight for their lives. But instead, these people were found blood everywhere, axe to the face, in these calm positions, no fight back, nothing. Which means the only person that could have done it had to be someone they know and someone who was in the house at the time. And like I, I don't know if I said this earlier. But the town's people. this is a very small town, so people would drive by the house and that day no one said they saw anybody come in or out the house other than when they saw people doing chores or when Andrew left to get his letters mailed. So the only person that could have done it had to be in the house at the time and the only person that was suspected to be in the house at the time was Lizzie. So I find that interesting about the case. But basically, like I said, Lizzie gets acquitted for the murders altogether. She doesn't get trialed. Well, she gets trialed, but she doesn't get convicted. They acquit her because all the evidence is circumstantial. There's no hardcore evidence. And not to say that she got off easy because the townspeople shunned her. Like, Lizzie was seen as a complete stranger in the town after this. Because after the trial people were, like, suspicious of her. The gender stereotypes kind of went out. The social class kind of went out the door. And it was like, all this evidence really is piled against her. And if you think about it, she was really the only person that could have done it. So that's why the townspeople shunned her, ignored her, and stayed away from her. What I also would like to say is that her and Emma ended up inheriting all the father's money. So basically, she got away with the crime and she got all the money and lived out her life and died of pneumonia in 1927. Now, if you're really interested in this case, there's a lot of show adaptions into it that really goes into the daily life of what Lizzie Borden life would be and why people would think she didn't do it. They have the trial online, word for word. There's just so many accounts of this murder out here that you can really study and get into it. I just really wanted to glaze across it for you guys, you know, just to give you something to really think about. Do you believe she did it? Do you believe an intruder really could have done it, even though she was the only person that could have done it? I don't know. The case really makes you think, and it makes you want to go deeper and explain more of it. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Lizzie Borden case. This is the tea on this is the T with T and I'm signing off.